episode 34 of Sports with Jesus is here, man. And you know what we do? Sports. We talk about sports. New York sports, you know what I mean? We don't talk about all that other BS. Just New York or nothing, you heard? Gra. Jesus is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Also my middle name, you know. Witty was the second thing. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm even, I'm even doing, I'm even doing bloopers on the the soundboard, man. Let me get it right, man. Let's get it. Sports with so sports. We talk about sports with. I guess witty, intelligent wordplay. We like to talk funny. Jesus is our Lord and Savior in my middle name. Let's go. Let's get it, man. We're here for episode 34. Episode 34, the last episode of February 2024 on the day of a leap day, the 29th of February, man. I said we were going to finish Exodus in February and we're finishing it in the next we're finishing it in February. You heard on man of my word, you know what I'm saying? For me, I just I just been caught up in the moment, you know, old just a little overwhelmed. By the by the blesses and you know just been just been trying to focus trying to focus we we have come across hiccups like for example I hurt my back like are you kidding me right now oh my god no 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 matter of fact I hurt my back like are you kidding me right now 25 years old just turned 25 on February 1st and I'm over here hurting my back playing basketball, man. It's you, you never know when you're in the good old days, man. It's just crazy. Crazy, crazy what an experience that was. You know, had to call the hospital. I mean, had to call the ambulance uh, to pick me up. Took me in a stretcher. Took me to the hospital. They did. They did. They gave me some. They gave me a shot. Whatever. I got the chart over here somewhere around there. I don't want to get into there, I guess. I really just went there for nothing. Um, But, uh, yeah, you know, I got the medical bill. (laughs) And, uh, you know, yeah, man, the medical bill is kind of funny because I've never gotten a medical bill from, you know, emergency. But I got my first medical bill, man, so let's get it. Is this the clapping? Yes, it is. (laughs) And, uh, you know, yo, I hurt my back, man. I hurt my back, and I just, I can't believe it, yo. It was it was it was a new experience. It was truly terrifying. It was painful, and I wouldn't wish me I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy because that thing was nuts, guys. Yo, yo, I never used to stretch, but now I gotta start stretching, man. And I'm not even gonna lie. By the end of the summer, my back is gonna be ripped, guys. <laughs> F chest day. Back day or no day, man, cause yo, I can't go through that pain ever again, man. That was that was excruciating and it was just it was it was it was scary because you know I, I felt so helpless and I felt so um I felt so vulnerable and it was just scary, man. It was just scary. Um but yeah, I suffered back pain and you know, we're back, man, we're back. I'm I'm feeling a lot better. I'm like at I'll say I'm at 75%. The, there's little to no pain, but, you know, there's still a little stiffness, you know, still a little tender, whatever, man. However you want to call it, whatever medical term. But um, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to get into any physical activity. I think I'm going to do, I think I'm going to hit the gym on Monday and, you know, just go a little light. But, yeah, man, I hurt my freaking back, man. I got a new job at Chase. I'm... I'm grinding, man. I'm stuck on the computer, but you know I'm grinding, man. I'm taking a lot of notes. It's a little slow. Morale's been a little down, but you know, on on to the next one, man. Let's get it, man. Yo, we got a lot of topics to talk about, man. We got the we got a new UFC featherweight champion um, that I'm gonna talk about. Uh, we go to, we're talking about the Knicks and the Warriors that just that just finished right now. My live reaction. Um, the Nets. The Mets, the Yankees, you know, nothing crazy. Not going to go too in-depth. Just wanted to get the episode out here so we could finish Exodus. God first, man. Got to put God first. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> but let's get it, man. Episode 34, yo. And we have a new and new UFC undisputed UFC featherweight champion of the world, Ilya. El Matador Tupuria. Huge congratulations to El Matador Ilya Tupuria. Ilya Tupuria for becoming the new UFC featherweight champion. He knocked out Alexander Volkanovsky in the second round. Not I'm, I, I I had I had Tupuria winning, but I I, I mean I mean I don't know. Tupuria has nasty boxing, so there has. I don't think he. I don't think he was gonna win the decision, but oh my God, did he sleep Alexander Volkanovsky, man? Hey, huge shout out to Alex Volkanovsky, man. He's been a champion. He's been a. He, he's the featherweight goat. I'm not even gonna lie. He's the featherweight goat. You know, well from, well when I was watching, he's the featherweight goat. Other people might say Jose Aldo, but. I think, or people might say Max Holloway, but I think Volkanovski, hands down, featherweight, UFC featherweight goat, he got it. He got it. Man, was active. He took, he, he just kept fighting, man. He really cleaned that division. Um, But, you know, the future's now in El Matador. Yo, he, he went there and he took it, man. He went there and he took it, man. He slept that guy. He slept Volkanovski, man. Like, I don't want to... Oh, my God. He's so good. He's so fast. He's so powerful. His boxing is zero to none. Like, I really think this guy could... I really think this guy could box Javonta Davis. You know, guys like that. I really think he could box him, bro. I'm not, to, not to, like, you know... But I really think... I really think he's capable of, you know, boxing. But, you know, he went out there. He took it, man. Second round KO. You know... First round, they said Volkanovski got it, but I think Tuporia won that round, if I'm going to be honest. But second round, uh, Volkanovski got got movement going. He got into rhythm, and he just settled. He settled. He he was landed a jab, landed some leg kicks, and he just settled. Tuporia just, he was just stalking him, stalking him. And, you know, his time came. He took it, man. He took it, guys. So huge, huge. Huge knockout for Ilya Ilya Toporia. Congratulations to him, man. Let's get on to the next, man. We're going to fly by this one, man. Knicks versus Warriors. The Knicks just lost to the Warriors. It was a horrible game. I mean, it was a good game, but then again, it was a horrible game for the Knicks uh, because great great defense was being played, but the Knicks wasn't making anything. Um, but, you know, final score, 110 Warriors, 99 Knicks. Kaminga, he killed us. And Curry, he started off the game 3-for-3 three three from from deep. So he killed us as well. He scored 31. Kaminga, 25 points. He, he just he just simply dominated us. He went 12-for-19 from the field. And he, he, missed, he missed one three-pointer. Klay Thompson also. Uh, Klay Thompson, I love this new role for him coming off the bench. Um, but he came in. He dropped 16 points. Chris Paul made his uh, came back today. And he looked good as well. He dropped 11 points with six assists. The Knicks, however, you know the Knicks they they they're short right now. They're short right now. Randall's out. OG's out. Mitchell Robinson is out. Like and these and these trade acquisitions. If 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 I had no filter, I would be cursing. But when I first saw these trade acquisitions, I didn't agree with them at all. And they freaking suck right now. They freaking suck. Alec Burks, five points in 11 minutes. You suck. Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Yo, Bogdanovich, if you want a bucket, just just, just pass it to the guy Bogdanovich is guarding, to be honest. Because he's really getting cooked on everything. He's getting cooked on everything. Our trade acquisitions combined for nine points today. Nine points. Brunson, you know he's always going to get his. He dropped 27. My man needs help, man. My man needs help. DiVincenzo had a bad game today. 
He went 6 for 21. He had 16 points, but he had a bad game. He wasn't in his shot. Josh Hart played 47 minutes. He had a solid game, 14 points, 18 rebounds. Um, but the Knicks started off the game very slow, 14-0 before they scored their first point. Miles McBride with a spark off the bench. I like Miles McBride. I'm starting to you know grow some love for him. He's bringing good energy. He's getting a lot of tough buckets. Jericho Sims, dude just looks all lost out there. He, he just looks too shaky, man. He just He's not confident. He looks too shaky out there. But he had 10 points. But we're really shorthanded right now. We missed our guys. We traded all. We traded our. We traded our bench, man. We traded quickly. We traded Grimes. We traded Fournier. We traded all these guys, and we got back Burks and Bogdanovich. And these guys have been nothing but trash, trash. Bogdanovich had one good game against the Sixers, where he went like six for nine from deep. Other than that, he's been stinking it up. He's a defensive liability. Like, you could release anybody can get a bucket on this guy. And he's so slow on offense. Like, uh, he, he can't get no open shots. Bogdanovich is stinking it up right now. He's just honestly stinking it up. I feel like the only reason he was averaging like 20 points a game is because nobody's playing defense against the Pistons. They literally beat themselves. They suck. Who's going to waste their energy playing defense on the Detroit Pistons? Like, you got to be kidding me, man. But this dude Bogdanovich is stinking it up. And I had a feeling. I had a feeling when I saw these, when I saw these acquisitions, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. But, you know, Knicks got, and the Knicks getting aggressive. Knicks, Knicks want to win. Knicks making moves, man. So, you know, it is what it is. They're still fourth in the Easter Conference, you know, but they went four and eight in the month of April. They went four and eight in the month of April, 35 and 25, currently on a two-game losing streak. Three and seven in our last ten. Four and eight in the month of in the month of February. The Heat are right behind us, one and a half game behind. They're on a five-game streak. You know, these are the games that we have to win. We have to win against teams like the Warriors, uh, teams like Boston. Like, we have to win against teams like that so we get some respect and we also maintain our seating. But we just, we, we barely squeaked by the Pistons. Barely squeaked by. But, um, you know, Knicks got to get busy, man. Knicks got to get busy. Uh, let's go on to the Nets, see what they did today. The Nets, unlike the Knicks, they won against the Hawks, 124-97. And uh, we're going to see who was getting buckets for the Brooklyn Nets. And, of course, it is uh, now it's Cam Johnson. Cam Thomas not playing today because of injury. Cam Johnson dropped 29 points, 10 for 15 from deep. The Nets, they recently fired Jock Vaughn. Uh, they're... Their uh, their head coach at the beginning of the, from the beginning of the season they recently fired him. They acquired Dennis Schroeder at the trade deadline. He dropped twenty three points today with eight rebounds and seven assists. Um, Lonnie Walker eleven points. Mikel Bridges fifteen points with seven rebounds, five assists. The Nets they currently sit eleventh in the Eastern Conference standings. That's one spot out. Of the play-in, so you know they got a chance to make it. Uh, they're 23 and 36 on the season, sitting 11th. Nothing much to really talk about from them. But yeah, that's the Brooklyn Nets. They won their game against the Hawks. Yeah! All right! Yeah! The Brooklyn Nets won! Yeah! All right! All right, let's go to the Mets, man. Let's get into a little spring training ball, man. Talk about the Mets real fast. Mets getting busy today over there against the Astros. And they won a game today. Two, one, oh, they lost. They lost against the Astros today. I mean, oh, why are we losing? Nah, I'm playing. They lost against the Astros today. Two to one. Low scoring game. The Mets did have eight hits. Houston only had five hits. DJ Stewart, one for three. 
Alvarez, two base on balls. Luis Angel Acuna, my boy getting some burn out there, and he's making the best of it. He's batting 400 for spring training. He went one for two with an RBI. Brett Beatty, 0 for four. He's batting 100 for the for the seat for the spring training. G Man Choi, I saw him a couple days ago. He had a bomb for us. Trace Thompson also had a six RBI game against the against. If I'm not mistaken, against the Cardinals, he had a grand slam, and he had an RBI single. My boy was really killing it. But pitching, let's see what pitching did for us. Uh, Quintana, he gave up two earned runs in the first inning. Three base on balls. So he, he got the L for the game. Parsons came in. No hurt. No uh, no no um, point run innings pitched. Uh, Tyler McGill threw three innings. He only allowed two hits, and he got four Ks. Pretty good outing from Tyler McGill. Good to see because he's going to be in our rotation since Kodai Senga. If you guys didn't know, Kodai Senga is hurt with a shoulder injury, and he's not going to be available for opening day. So our ace is in the hole now. Our ace is in the hole. Mets are going to met. You know, you know what I'm saying? The Mets are going to Met, and you know, that's just that's just continuously how it always goes. Um but what what are you gonna do? What what are you gonna do? You know what you're gonna do? You're gonna forget about it, man. Forget about the Mets. Let's talk about the Yankees. The Yankees so doo-doo though. Nah, I'm playing. <laughs> Nah, I don't know, man. I like w- when I was younger. You know, I-, I hated the Yankees. I hated the Yankees. I was I was not a Yankee fan. Like I was just talking about this a couple days ago with one of my friends. That I did like my sister. She invited me to go to a Yankee game when I was like seven or like eight years old. And you know what I said? I was like, No, the Yankees. Ew. Man, I would yo. I was so I be that 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 moment really haunts me. Because I was so sad that I never got to experience the old Yankee Stadium. You know, so that that moment always haunts me and since that moment on, ever since I got invited to any sporting event, I'm going. I could not care less. You know? Like, I'm so upset at myself that I didn't go to that game. You know what I missed out on? I missed out on seeing Jeter, A-Rod, possibly Mariano, Posada, Johnny Damon, possibly Andy Pettit. Like, yo, I missed out on experiencing those guys play and just the atmosphere in the old Yankee Stadium, which I think was, which I think was cooler looking, which I think is cooler looking than the new one. But... You know, I missed that opportunity, and it just always haunts me. All because I wasn't a Yankee fan. <laughs> but, yeah, point is, um, never deny an invitation to a sporting event. <laughs> and also, um, I don't know, when I, when I was younger, I hated the Yankees. Then I learned to respect them, you know, their history, and, you know, just they win a lot. Um, but now I just, I hate the Yankees. <laughs> now, I don't hate the Yankees Because I'm always going to be a New York fan I'm always going to root for the New York teams But I'm just, you know, I'm a Met fan <laughs> um, You know, the reason I hate the Yankees now Is because just simply the way they treated my boy Stanton Just their organization Like, I don't, you know, I don't agree with the moves uh, With their organization And, you know, I don't know, man I just, the Yankees are weird, man the Yankees are weird but either way, the Yankees had spring training action today, and they ended in a tie, zero to zero. Can you believe that? A baseball game with no runs. Can you believe that? I mean, nobody was running the bases. Yankees only got two hits. Stanton got one of the hits, one for two. Can you can you believe that? And Volpe got one of the hits. So this game just flew by. Miami, they got five hits. Pitching for the Yankees. Marinaccio got an inning in there. And the other guys, I don't know. Oh, Ian Hamilton got an inning in there. 
Who's this beater kid? This beater kid threw three innings and he got four Ks. Who's this beater kid? Clayton Beater. 25 years old, righty, 6'2". He threw four. He threw three innings today and struck out four. Pretty good. Stanton hit a single. Um, and that's about it. That's all the action for the game. <laughs> I mean, zero zero. There's there's nothing else to say about that. There's nothing to say about that. Um, Juan Soto's having a good spring training. He's got a couple bombs already in a Yankee in a Yankee uniform. Um, but hopefully the Yankees could, you know, probably add one more arm to the rotation. Uh, they are talking about, you know, Juan Soto is pushing for and is politicking for the Yankees to sign Blake Snell. Um, so who knows? Um, but yeah, man, that's that is it for the sports. For the sports segment in Sports with Jesus. Yo, yo, let's go ahead and finish Exodus, yer. Let's go. Let's get it, guys. Yo, yo, we about to finish Exodus. Yo, this is the farthest I've ever gotten in the Bible. So let's get it, guys. You see, we're doing this together. We're in this together. You know, I stopped like probably like, you know, during the time where they were talking about how to prepare the tent. That's probably when I stopped reading. But we're back, man. We're back and we're at a new record high. We're achieving a new record high every time we get on this podcast on Sports with Jesus, man. Let's go and let's dive right into it, man. We're not even going to do we're not even going to do the the you know the intro, the transition music. We're not we're not gonna do none of that BS, man. We're just gonna get right into it, man. Right into the word, man. Let's go. Let's go. We're in Exodus 37. Easy to read version. You know what I mean? You want you know what I mean? You know? You know what I mean? I want everybody to understand. I don't want anything to go over anybody's head. So I'm going to read it the easiest way possible for all my fans, my friends, my family. Let's go, man. Episode 34, guys. Let's get it. And we're going to go to Exodus right now. The Box of Agreement. Bezalel. (laughs) I don't know how you say that name. Bezalel. Made the holy box from Asia wood. The box was two and a half cubits long, one and a half cubits wide, and one and a half cubits high. He covered the inside and outside of the box with pure gold. Then he put pure gold trim around the box. He made four rings of gold and put them on the four corners. Ladies and gentlemen, pause it one second. One second. Where I think we're at in the Bible is that you know they're preparing the tent. They're preparing the box of agreement to properly honor the God and, you know, start a new civilization post-Egypt, right? Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, you know, but I haven't read it, but, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is, you know, this is where I think we're at right now. We're just, you know, we're building the stuff that God has told us to build in the correct form correct way and only way to honor him properly man let's get it let's get back into it he made four rings of gold and put them on the four corners these rings were used for carrying the box there were two rings on each side then he made the poles for carrying the box he used osseo wood and covered the poles with pure gold he put the poles through the rings on each side of the box then he made the mercy cover from pure gold it was two and a half cubits. Okay, okay, okay. It was two and a half cubits long and one and a, and one and a half cubits wide. Then Bezalel hammered gold to make two cherub angels. He put the cherub angels on each end of the mercy cover. He put one angel on one end and the other angel on the other end. The angels were joined together with the mercy cover to make one piece. The wings of the angels were spread up 
toward the sky. The angels covered the box with their wings and faced each other, looking toward the mercy cover. The special table. Then he made the special table from Asia wood. The table was two cubits long, one cubit wide, and one and a half cubits high. He covered it with pure gold and put gold trim around it. Then he made a frame one hand breadth wide, one hand breadth wide around the table. I, I would tell you the definition of these measurements or whatever they call measurements. But you guys can figure it out as well. <laughs> put some work in, man, if you really care. Okay? But yeah. He put gold trim on the frame. Then he made four gold rings and put them at the four corners of the table where the four legs were. He put the rings close to the frame. The rings were the whole the rings were to hold the poles used to carry the table. Then he then he used Asia wood to make the poles for carrying the table. He covered the poles with pure gold. Then he made everything that was used on the table. He made the plates, the spoons, the bowls, and the pitchers from pure gold. The bowls and pitchers are used for pouring the drink offerings. Then he made the lampstand. He made pure gold and hammered it and hammered it to make the base and the shaft. Then he made flowers, buds, and petals and joined everything together into one piece. The lampstand had six branches, three branches on one side and three branches on the other side. Each branch had three flowers on it. These flowers were made like almond flowers with buds and petals. The shaft of the lampstand, the shaft of the lampstand had had four more flowers. There were also made like almond flowers with buds and petals. There were six branches, three branches coming out from each side of the shaft. And there was a flower with buds and petals below each of the three places where the branches joined the shaft. The whole lampstand, the whole lampstand with the flowers and branches was made from pure gold. All this gold was hammered and joined together into one piece. He made seven lamps for this lampstand. Then he made lamp snuffers and trays from pure gold. He used 75 pounds of pure gold to make the lampstand and the things used with it. He made the altar for burning incense from Asia wood. The altar was square. It was one cubit long, one cubit wide, and two cubits high. There were four horns on the altar. There was one horn on each corner. These horns were joined together with the altar to make one piece. He covered the top, all the sides, and the horns with pure gold. Then he put gold trim around the altar. He made two gold rings for the altar. He put the gold rings below the trim on each side of the altar. These gold rings held the poles for carrying the altar. He made the poles from Asia wood and covered them with gold. Then he made the holy anointing oil. He also made the pure sweet smelling incense. These things were made the same way a perfume maker would make them. Then Bezalel used Asia wood to build the altar. This, halt, this was the altar used for burning offerings. The altar was square. It was five cubits long, five cubits wide, and three cubits high. He made a horn for each of the four corners of the altar. He joined each horn to its corners so that everything was one piece. He covered, he covered the altar with bronze. Then he used bronze to make all the tools to be used on the altar. He made the pots, shovels, bowls, forks, and pans. Then he made a bronze grating for the altar. This grating was shaped like a net. The grating was put under the ledge at the bottom of the altar. It went halfway up into the altar from below. Then he made bronze rings to hold the poles for carrying the altar.
He put the rings at the four corners of the grating. Then he used Osseo wood to make the poles and cover them with bronze. He put the poles through the rings on the sides of the altar to carry it. He used boards to make the sides of the altar. It was hollow like an empty box. He made the bowl and its base with bronze. He used the bronze mirrors that the woman gave. These were the women who served at the entrance to the meeting tent. Then he made a wall of curtains around the courtyard. On the south side, he made a wall of curtains a hundred cubits long. Then the, cur the curtains were made from fine linen. The curtains on the south side were supported by 20 posts. These posts were on 20 bronze bases. These hooks, the hooks for the posts and the curtain rods were made from silver. The north side of the courtyard also had a wall of curtains a hundred cubits long. There were 20 posts with 20 bronze bases. The hooks for the posts and the curtain rods were made from silver. On the west side of the courtyard, the wall of curtains was 50 cubits long. There were 10 posts and 10 bases. The hooks for the, the, hooks for the posts and the curtain rods were made from silver. The east of the courtyard was 50 cubits wide. The entrance to the courtyard was on the side. On one side of the entrance, the wall of curtains was 15 cubits long. There were three posts and three bases on this side. The wall of curtains on the other side of the entrance was also 15 cubits long. There were three posts and three bases on that side. All the curtains around the courtyard were made from fine linen. The bases for the posts were made from bronze. The hooks and the curtain rods were made from silver. The tops of the posts were covered with silver also. All the posts in the courtyard had silver curtain rods. The curtain, the curtain for the entrance of the courtyard was made from fine linen and blue, purple, and red yarn. Designs were woven into that curtain. The curtain was 20 cubits long and 5 cubits high. It was the same height as the curtains around the courtyard. The curtain was supported by four posts and four bronze bases. The hooks on the posts were made from silver. The tops, the tops on the posts were covered with silver and the curtain rods were also made from silver. All the tent pegs for the holy tent and for the curtains around the courtyard were made from bronze. Moses commanded the Levites to write down everything that was used to make the holy tent that is, the tent of agreement. Ithamar, son of Aaron, was in charge of keeping the list. Bezalel, son of Udi, the son of Hur, from the tribe of Judah, made everything the Lord commanded Moses. Also, Oholiab, son of Ahisamach, from the tribe of Dan, helped him. Oholiab, Oholiab, Oholaib, you guys try it, is spelled O-H-O-L-I-A-B. Oholiab, Oholaib, was a skilled and was a skilled worker and designer. He was skilled at weaving fine linen and blue, purple, and red yarn. The people gave over a ton of gold as an offering to the Lord for this holy place. All the men 20 years old or older were counted. Each man had to pay a tax of one betka of silver. There were 603,550 men. So they collected about 7,550 pounds of silver. They used most of the silver to make 100 bases for the holy tent and its curtains. 75 pounds for each base. They used the remaining 44 pounds of silver to make the hooks, the curtain rods, and the silver covers for the posts. They gave more than two and a half tons of bronze. That bronze was used to make the bases at the entrance of the meeting tent. They also used the bronze to make the altar and the bronze grating. 
and the bronze was used to make all the tools and dishes for the altar. It was also used to make the bases for the curtains around the courtyard and the bases for the curtains at the entrance. And the bronze was used to make the tent pegs for the holy tent and for the curtains around the courtyard. The workers used the blue, purple, and red yarn to make special clothes for the priests to wear when they served in the holy place. They also made the special clothes for Aaron as the Lord had commanded Moses. They made the ephod from gold thread, fine linen, and blue, purple, and red yarn. They made the shoulder pieces for the ephod. They tied these shoulder pieces to the two corners of the ephod. They wove the cloth and they wove the cloth belt and fastened it to the ephod. It was made the same way as the ephod. They used gold thread, fine linen, and blue, purple, and red yarn, just as the Lord commanded Moses. The workers put the onyx stones for the ephod and gold settings. They wrote the names of the sons of Israel on these stones. Then they put these jewels on the shoulder pieces of the ephod. These jewels were to help God to remember the Israelites. This was done as the Lord commanded Moses. Then they made the judgment pouch. It was the work of a skilled person, just like the ephod. It was made from gold threads, fine linen, and blue, purple, and red yarn. The judgment pouch was folded in half to make a square pocket. It was one span long and one span wide. Then the workers put four rows of beautiful jewels on the judgment pouch. The first row had a ruby, a topaz, and a barrel. The second row had a turquoise, a sapphire, and an emerald. The third row had a jacinth, an agate, and an amethyst. The fourth row had a chrysolite, an onyx, and a jasper. All these jewels were set in gold. There were twelve jewels on the judgment pouch, one jewel for each of the sons of Israel. Each stone had the name of one of the sons of Israel carved into it like a seal. The workers made two chains from pure gold for the judgment pouch. The chains were braided like a rope. The workers made two gold ring rings and fastened them to two corners of the judgment pouch. Then they made two gold settings for the shoulder pieces. They fastened the gold chains to the rings at the corners of the judgment pouch. They, fa they fastened the other end of the gold chains to the settings on the shoulder pieces. They fastened these to the front of the ephod. Then they made two more gold rings and put them on, two, on, on the two other corners of the judgment pouch. This was on the inside edge of the judgment pouch next to the ephod. They also put two gold rings on the bottom of the shoulder pieces on the front of the ephod. These rings were near the fastener just above the cloth belt. Then they used the blue ribbon and tied the rings of the judgment pouch to the rings of the ephod. In this way, the judgment pouch would rest close, would rest close to the cloth belt and would be held tight against the ephod. They did everything just as the Lord commanded. They made the robe for the ephod from blue cloth. It was woven by a skilled worker. They made a hole in the center of the robe and sewed a piece of cloth around the edge of this hole. This cloth kept the hole from tearing. Then they used fine linen and blue, purple, and red yarn to make the cloth pomegranates. They hung these pomegranates around the bottom edge of the robe. Then they made bells from pure gold. They hung these bells around the bottom edge of the robe between the pomegranates. Around the bottom edge of the robe, there were bells and pomegranates. There was a bell following each pomegranate. This robe was for the priest to wear when he served the Lord. It was made just as the Lord commanded Moses. 
Skilled workers wove shirts for Aaron and his sons. These shirts were made from fine linen, and the workers made a turban from fine linen. They also used fine linen to make cloth caps and underclothes. Then they made the cloth belt from fine linen and blue, purple, and red yarn. Designs were sewn into the cloth. These things were made as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then they made a strip of pure gold for the holy crown. They carved these words into the gold like the writing on a seal. Holy to the Lord. They fastened the gold strip to a blue ribbon. Then they tied the blue ribbon around the turban like the Lord had commanded Moses. So all the work on the holy tent, that is, the meeting tent, was finished. The Israelites did everything just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then they showed the holy tent and everything in it to Moses. They showed him the rings, the frames, the braces, the posts, and the bases. They showed him the covering of the tent was made from ram skins dyed red, and the covering was made from fine leather. And they showed him the curtain that covered the entrance to the most holy place. They showed Moses the box of the agreement, the poles used for carrying it, and the mercy cover. They showed him the table with everything on it and the special bread. They showed him the pure gold lampstand and the lamps on it, the oil and all the other things that were used with the lamps. They showed Moses the golden altar, the anointing oil, the sweet-smelling incense, and the curtain that covered the entrance to the tent. They showed him the bronze altar, the bronze screen, the poles used for carrying the altar, and everything that was used on the altar. They showed him the bowl and the base under the bowl. bowl. They showed Moses the wall of curtains around the courtyard with the posts and bases. They showed him the curtain that covered the entrance to the courtyard. They showed him the ropes and the tent pegs. They showed him everything in the holy tent, that is, the meeting tent. Then they showed Moses the clothes that were made for the priests serving in the holy area. They showed him the special clothes for Aaron the priest and his sons to wear when they served as priests. The Israelites did all this work exactly as the Lord had commanded Moses. Moses looked closely at all the work and saw that it was done exactly as the Lord had commanded. So Moses blessed them. Then the Lord said to Moses, On the first day of the first month, set up the holy tent, that is, the meeting tent. Put the box of the agreement in the holy tent. Cover the box with the curtain. Then bring in the table. Put the things on the table that should be there. Then put the lampstand in the tent. Put the lamps on the lampstand in the right places. Put the golden altar for offering incense in the tent in front of the box of the agreement. Then put the curtain at the entrance of the holy tent. Put the altar for burning offerings in front of the entrance of the holy tent. That is the meeting tent. Put the bowl between the meeting tent and the altar. Put water in the bowl. Set up the wall of curtains around the courtyard. Then put the curtain at the entrance to the courtyard. Use anointing oil and anoint the holy tent and everything in it. When you put the oil on these things, you will make them holy. Anoint the altar for burning offerings. Anoint everything on the altar. You will make the altar holy. It will be very holy. Then anoint the bowl and the base under it to make these things holy. Bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance of the meeting tent. Wash them with water. Then put the special clothes on Aaron. Anoint him with the oil and make him holy. Then he can serve me as a priest. Then put the clothes on his sons. Anoint the sons in the same way you anointed their father. Then they can also serve me as priests. When you anoint them, they will become priests. That family will continue to be priests for all time to come. Moses obeyed the Lord. He did everything that the Lord commanded him. 
So the holy tent was set up at the right time. It was the first day of the first month during the second year from the time they left Egypt. Moses set up the holy tent just as the Lord had said. He put the bases down first. Then he put the frames on the bases. Then he put the braces on and set up the posts. After that, Moses put the outer tent over the holy tent. Then he put the covering over the outer tent. He did these things just as the Lord had commanded. Moses took the agreement and put it in the holy box. He put the poles in the box and put the mercy cover on it. Then Moses put the holy box in the holy tent. He hung the curtain in the right place to protect it. In this way, he protected the box of the agreement behind the curtain just as the Lord had commanded him. Then Moses put the table in the meeting tent on the north side of the holy tent. He put it in the holy place in front of the curtain. Then he put the bread on the table before the Lord. He did this just as the Lord had commanded him. Then Moses put the lampstand in the meeting tent on the south side of the tent across from the table. Then Moses put the lamps on the lampstand before the Lord. He did this just as the Lord had commanded him. Then Moses put the golden altar in the meeting tent in front of the curtain. Then he burned the sweet-smelling incense on the altar. He did this just as the Lord had commanded him. Then Moses put the curtain at the entrance to the holy tent. Moses put the altar for burning offerings at the entrance to the holy tent. That is the meeting tent. Then Moses offered a burnt offering on that altar. He also offered grain offerings to the Lord. He did these things just as the Lord had commanded him. Then Moses put the bowl between the meeting tent and the altar. He put the water in the bowl for washing. Moses, Aaron, and Aaron's sons used this bowl to wash their hands and feet. They washed themselves every time they entered the meeting tent. They also washed themselves every time they went near the altar. They did these things just as the Lord commanded Moses. Then Moses set up the curtains around the courtyard of the holy tent. He put the altar in the courtyard. Then he put the curtain at the entrance to the courtyard. So he finished all the work. Then the cloud covered the meeting tent. And the glory of the Lord filled the holy tent. Moses could not go into the meeting tent because the cloud had settled on it and the glory of the Lord had filled the holy tent. When the cloud rose from the holy tent, the Israelites would begin to travel. But when the, but when the cloud stayed on the holy tent, the people did not try to move. They stayed in that place until the cloud rose. So the cloud of the Lord was over the holy tent during the day. And at night, there was a fire in the cloud. So all the Israelites could see the cloud while they traveled. And Lord, guys, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus Knights, Sports with Jesus Knights, Marco sites. That is the end of the Exodus book. Let's go, guys. Guys, we've hit a milestone today. It is February 29th, 2024. We hit a milestone today. We finished... The book of Exodus, easy to read version. And now the party's about to get started in Leviticus. Leviticus. Guys, thank you for tuning in to episode 34 of Sports Wet as Zeus. You guys are the bomb, always will be the bomb. Thank you for continuing to support me. And I just got to say one thing, guys. I just got to say one thing. Keep faith. Keep the faith. Keep it alive. 
Keep the faith alive in our Lord God. Man, believe me, guys, there's so many times where I don't want to keep the faith in him. If I was to hear myself talking like this when I was like 10 years old, I would think I'm crazy. But I knew nothing back then. I knew nothing. He has worked wonders for me over this, this crucial point in my life. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I keep taking it for granted. I keep taking it for granted. And I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't do that. Because he'll never take me for granted. You know? And I'm over here taking him for granted. Like, come on, man. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. But he answers prayers, and I'm going to do a prayer for you guys to end and conclude episode 34. In the name of the Lord, we pray. Lord, thank you for giving me this power to talk on the microphone for my podcast. Thank you for giving me this oxygen. Thank you for giving me these blood pumps from my heart to make it possible for me to talk on this microphone with these beautiful people from all around the world. I can't believe it. People from Germany listen to me, yo. I can't believe it, guys. Lord, I can't believe it. You know, so I just want to pray for for all my fans, all my friends, all my family. I don't want to go into too in, into specifics because I don't want to leave anyone out. But I pray for everyone. And you know who I'm praying for, God. I'm praying for everyone. I'm praying for my family. I'm praying for my friends. I'm praying, I'm praying for my fans. And I'm also praying for myself. I'm also praying for the world. Lord, you have worked wonders for me. You have continued to bless me. And it's only right that I repay you by, by spreading the word. Spreading your word. Thank you for giving me this power. Thank you for giving me the funds to pay for my Podbean subscription. So I'm able to put out this content. <laughs> Thank you for giving me the job at Chase. And just just thank you for always being there and listening to me. Thank you for healing my back, my lower back. And just, you know, giving me new life. Just giving me new life every single day. Pray for my friends. You know who you are. Pray for my fans. You know who you are. Pray for my family. You know who you are, man. And, uh, you know... Keep the faith, guys. God, just just guide everyone to keep the faith. Give them the strength to keep the faith. There's nobody better. In the name of the Lord, we pray. Amen. Woo! That concludes episode 34 of Sports with Jesus. I'll catch you guys on the next one on 35.